0: What is going on, everybody? This is Chris Featherstone here. We're going to get into the snapshot for today. Uh, it's going to be another topical uh, snapshot, um, not expository today. Not necessarily. I mean, it's not going to be about reading a set of scriptures. It's going to be a topical message today. Reading a um, a bunch of different scriptures from a systematic approach. I prefer systematic. I mean, I enjoy expository, but I'm am a systematic guy, man. Uh, I like I like weaving the Bible together through scriptures, not proof texting, um, as we know proof texting to be, which can be quite bad. Especially a lot of people proof text way out of context. But I think uh, I think the 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 awesomeness of scriptures that. You can weave it in together, which it should be. That's that's the that's the amazingness of prophecy. Actually, that scripture scripture is uh, woven together in one amazing story of God's redemption, uh, overcoming the kingdom of darkness and overcoming the rebellion of Israel as well, uh, his chosen people. So, and then uh, a slain lamb comes to save the world and uh we see that in the gospels and we also see that quite a bit in revelation as well so today the topic is is polygamy endorsed in the bible (laughs) so let's get right into it um I don't have much time today, unfortunately, but I thought this is a really cool topic to, uh, to do my snapshot about um, today. And so let's get right into it scripturally. So the first record that we have in the Bible of polygamy is Lamech or Lamech, and we see it in Genesis 4, uh, as we see here. Um, so descendants of Cain. Cain, founder of the city, uh, Enoch, Irad, Mahujael, Methuselah, Methusael, and so on and so forth. Uh, and then you have Lamech. Um, and as far as Lamech is concerned, it's further down here. Here we go. So, Methuselah became the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women. The, the first was named uh, Adah, or uh, Ada, and the second, Zillah. So, that was the first record of polygamy in the Bible. This is Genesis chapter 4. And um, the record of polygamy wasn't endorsed because Lamech is actually uh, quite a, a angry and violent person who actually was very prideful and wanted to one-up the sins of his uh, of his descendant Cain. And we see it here actually in the Bible. Um, Lamech's wife Zillah gave birth to a second, uh, uh, um, his brother's name was Jewel, and then Lamech's other wife Zillah gave birth. So on and so forth, and so verse 23. We see here one day Lamech said to his wives, Uh, Adah and Zillah, hear my voice, listen to me, you wives of Lamech. So he's acknowledging himself <laughs> uh, in third person there. I have killed a man who attacked me, a young man who wounded me. If someone who kills Cain is punished seven times. Then the one who kills me will be punished seventy-seven times. So, um, if you further study Lamech, uh, yeah, he was he was a violent, arrogant uh, guy. Definitely not a uh, definitely fitting for someone who wanted more than one wife uh, because of his arrogance. So um, then we see, uh, of course, the the biggest uh, form of polygamy. Um, Uh, is is of course Solomon and he had a combination of a thousand uh wives and concubines uh total and uh quite crazy and that was a that was certainly a political move uh of course we know the story or some some people may some people not um if you read um First uh, Samuel, first and second Samuel, first and second Kings, uh, read both of those books. It, it gives you the uh, the stories of um, um, Saul, David, and Solomon. And Samuel is actually a prophet. Uh, Israel's uh, once a king. And then there goes Saul. Uh, he points Saul, king of Israel. Saul gets... Um, he gets jealous of, of David actually, uh, and he actually plots to kill David. Uh, David still st- remains loyal and actually grieves when he dies. Cause Sauls end up Saul ends up uh, having a pretty gory death. And then David he rises to power. Uh, he experiences uh, some succession, and then of course we know with uh, you know his assassination, he ordered. Um, his, uh, his soldiers to assassinate Uriah, um, by looking at, uh, Bathsheba on the rooftop bathing. And so that was the plummet of his, his, uh, dynasty, so to speak, his, uh, secession. Although, uh, David, uh, as we know, you know, he had a bloodline, which led to, which led to Jesus. But, uh, and then you have Solomon who took over David, uh, and Solomon had some uh, very good success as well and then he ends up getting a bunch of wives ladies and gentlemen so let's get into Solomon's wives so right here um, let's go to first Kings 11 I believe it is um, yes here it is so King now King Solomon. Loved many foreign women, and 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 the, and it's interesting because um, a lot of uh, if you read like Deuteronomy and, and, and so forth, um, there's a lot. It, it's very clear, especially like Ezra, Nehemiah. It's very clear about um, um, not marrying outside of um, not, not marrying outside of, of um, your fellow chosen so uh, because from this from the standpoint of having pagan influence and pagan uh, uh, being being influenced by pagan culture um, it wasn't necessarily a race thing it was more of a cultural thing because um, it was really important for people to stand out uh, for God now that's it still is very very important um, so, God was very clear about not mar- marrying, you know, pagans and, and outside of um, the holiness that he, you know, expected from his people. So, Solomon loved many foreign women. Besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married a woman from Moab. He married women, plural, from Moab, Ammon, Edom, uh, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them because they will turn your hearts into, uh, to their gods. That's what I said. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway, rebelled against God. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. Now, people need to read their Bibles. Like, well, God allowed polygamy uh, in the Bible because Solomon had 700 wives and 300 con- con- concubines. Only thing you have to do is just read 1 Kings 11 and you will see that it, this was clearly <laughs> not endorsed by God. I mean, clearly not endorsed by God. Um, so, and it goes on in Solomon's old age, they turned his heart to worship other gods instead of being completely faithful to the Lord, his God, as his father, David, had been. Um, and Ashtoreth is uh, who he worshiped, the goddess of the Sidonians and Molech, the detestable God, of the Am- Ammonites. The, in this way, Solomon did what was evil in the lower side. He refused to follow the Lord completely as his father David did. So very, very clear as far as the um, consequences of polygamy. And let's even, let's even go further with this. So um, this actually traces back to Deuteronomy 17, which was a commandment of God as far as, uh, king, uh, as, far as kingship. As far as kings not being, uh, should not marry um, um, multiply. So let's go to Deuteronomy 17 as far as what God's commands were to the kings. So uh, if you keep going down here, here it is right here. You are about to enter the land the Lord has given you so um, so this was given to the Israelites um, as a, a way to remain holy before God um, so I mean if you go through Leviticus there's uh, ritual and moral laws and there's the Day of Atonement within that too. Israel Obeyed and then they rebelled. They re- obeyed, then they rebelled. That's, I mean, that's basically <laughs> a whole, like a, a significant part of the Torah. Israel obeyed, and then they rebelled, and they obeyed, and they rebelled. And, um, and still God used people like Abraham and Moses and Joseph and Joshua. Like <laughs> he still used people, um, to still, uh, uh fulfill his commission. Um, uh, in this world. So, um, so yeah, I mean, he, he gives guidelines uh, still. I mean, Deuteronomy is, is a, an, uh, yet another way of God saying, this is how you stay holy before me. And here it is. Uh, we should select King to rule over us like the nations around us. This happened to be sources, select the King, the man select as king the man your lord the lord your god chooses you must a fellow israelite he must be not be a foreigner the king must not build up a large stable of horses for himself or send his people to egypt to buy horses for the lord has told you you must never return to egypt the king must not take many wives for himself because they will turn his heart away from the lord boom what happened to solomon this right here this is the reason why the bible was so amazing because god is so sovereign and he makes it clear prophetically do not do this or this will happen what happened with solomon he took many wives and his heart was turned away from the lord so very 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 interesting right there highlighted (laughs) the king must not take many wives from himself because they will turn his heart away from the lord and he must not accumulate large amounts of wealth and silver and gold for himself which is also something that Solomon did because he married for political power and gained a bunch of wealth by doing so so very very clear as far as polygamy not being endorsed now god will use people despite their blatant sin to still accomplish his will i mean we see that all the time we saw it with solomon we saw it with david i just gave you those examples we saw it with moses he was he you know murdered in exodus 2 uh we saw with abraham uh lying you know saying that uh his his wife was a sister um we saw it. We saw it in many, many people. Noah, uh, you know, Noah got drunk. Um, so there's, there's plenty of other people, you know, in the Bible that was used by God despite their blatant uh, disobedience. Because God uh, is amazing. He's sovereign. So His will is going to be done. Um, and, and thank God that, you know, there are some people who repented, like David. You know, David grossly repented to nathan um but still even his repentance god you know god forgave him but his kingdom you know went went south after that so a couple more notes uh before we go so this king can also be um transferred to us as kings from a biblical standpoint um Let's, let's go to some Old Testament references here. Let's go to Revelation. So we are now kings and priests. So we have the same uh, type of uh, duty. Uh, actually, let's go back to Deuteronomy 17. There's another interesting nugget that I wanted to uh, say real quick as far as our, the expectations. Um, So it talks about uh, cases, and here it is, um, here's another one, he must always keep uh, that copy with him, oh, let's keep going, whenever he sits on the throne as a king, he must copy for himself this body of instruction on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priest, he must always keep that copy with him and read it daily as long as he lives, the, uh, that, that, way he will learn to fear the Lord by obeying all the terms of these instructions and decrees now of course we're not under the law anymore uh, as as many uh, we're in Christ uh, as you know Colossians will say the law is our tutor Um, you know uh, Galatians you know talks about that Romans 3 talks about uh, how we're not in the law anymore um, but this is important for us as far as um, the writings. Um, John twenty thirty one talks about that. Um, you know, the writings is for us to believe. So the writings are still important for us to obey and read daily. Uh, and as we go to Revelation chapter one. Um, Revelation chapter one. Uh, somewhere around here here it is all right so all glory to him Uh, all glory to him who loves us and freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us Jesus he has made us a kingdom of priests for God his father all glory and power to him forever and ever amen all right so uh, you know other uh, other translations. Uh, you know King James says uh, kings and priests made us kings and priests, um, as we see it here. Yep, and ha- he has made us kings and priests unto and God his Father. To him the glory and dominion forever. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. All right. So let's go. One more scripture that I want to let um, you all know about is um, the New Testament requirements for leadership. Um, for for church leadership and we need to also keep this in mind how is how important it is for us since we are kings and since we are um, you know uh, part of the, the the royal priesthood as 2nd Peter 3 9 would say and the bloodline of, of Christ and our identities in Christ we, we also hold to these standards um, so a church leader of uh, this first Timothy 3 so a church leader must be a man Whose life is above reproach, very important. Um, you know, doesn't necessarily. I mean, you know, John says, "I wish you don't sin, but if you don't, but if you do sin, you have an advocate with the Father." Um, so basically, someone who is living a life that really reflects, genuinely reflects the heart and mind and mission of Christ in this world. Um, you know, you. Uh, You're the type of person who someone will look at you and like, well, he was just doing this the other day, this and that, you know, he's not acting like a Christian. She's not acting like a Christian because, you know, last week I saw him and her doing this this and that and blah, blah, blah. Like those things are, you know, being above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely and have a good reputation. Boom. Let's go uh, to the King James. It says a husband of one wife. I believe it says, um, "Yeah, there it is." The husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. All right. So those are things we need to keep in mind as we um, as we live for Christians, and also uh, the Bible makes it very clear that polygamy. <laughs> Is not endorsed by God, as we saw with God's clear instructions to Solomon in first Kings 11, going back to his commandments in Deuteronomy 17. We as Christians are now uh, seated as kings and priests. So we have those. Um, we, we have those expectations from us as well to, to be devoted to one wife as uh second Timothy three, two says, and not, not marry more than one person because it can get us to the point of um, serving other gods. Uh, so don't do it. <laughs> and for those who just randomly throw out, well, polygamy is in the Bible. It's not, you know, the Bible is not real. Man, when are we gonna believe a Bible and uh have polygamy in it, man? You know, and I and I'm a small group leader and I and I tell uh people coming to my small group, I was like, you know what? And I've said this plenty of times. The Bible is so amazing and the the, the story of the Bible is so amazing of the um success and rebellion of Israel and having to call person after person <laughs> to fulfill God's will. To me that that even more proves the authenticity of God's Word all this craziness that happens in God's Word Yet and still he calls a remnant to live for him and to live according to his word to show others That they can do the same and that God loves his creation and we all need to come and repent as Peter would say and so If it was just some fairy tale happy-go-lucky everything is cool book for me in my mind (laughs) in in my way of thinking uh, I'm like "Eh, I don't know I don't don't know if I can necessarily uh, believe the authenticity of that if everything is good and, and peachy as opposed to real Gory stories happening in the Bible. I mean, like some gory stuff. I mean, read the Book of Judges, like the end of the Judges, the the the, the latter part of the Judges. Again, being successful and then and then going south based on uh, personal desires, like you know the the, the beginning of uh, Judges worked out. Um, And then as you go like in the middle of it to like Gideon and Samson it's like it becomes to a point of okay these people are accomplishing you know God's mission but the more you read Judges the more you see that because of man's uh, selfishness (laughs) and um, and just evil intentions as a I think it's Genesis uh, 6 5 if I'm not mistaken and this goes to show like the depravity of man like we, we had some soteriology I'm not you know I'm not gonna go too far into it of saying like everything is totally depraved but um, and we have no option at all uh, <laughs> to, 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 to even want to come back to God uh, but here it is, Genesis five six. And God saw that the wickedness of man was uh, great uh, in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it re- and it repented the Lord that he had made man on his earth, and it grieved him in his heart. So we even see God quote repenting. That's more of an anthropomorphic term. But um, Exodus thirty-two fourteen talks about him repenting too. But he, quote, repented um, because, you know, man has free will. And, and we continue to see the evil, the continual evil of man uh, and how we need a savior so much. And um, if we do things that are just against, I mean, we have the will to decide to do things outside of God's will. And uh, if we do those things, just destruction comes with it, as we saw uh, with today's lesson. Um, And this all wraps into polygamy was not endorsed (laughs) in the Bible. Um, And so take that far away from your heads as far as giving some type of lame excuse of, well, it was, was in the Bible, so I don't believe it. Yeah, it was in the Bible because God condemned it (laughs) and he proved what happens when you decide to do uh, something that wasn't in God's will as Lamech did as Solomon did Um, and very clear in Deuteronomy 17 uh, of what not to do and of course 1st Peter uh, 1st Timothy 3 2 uh, in in the Old Testament of being monogamous so hope that helps That's your uh, lesson on polygamy today. And uh, um, please like, comment, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chris Featherstone. Have a good day, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. Love you. Peace.